You're about to experience the cultural phenomena that's sweeping the nation. Oh yeah, it's happening. Sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Thinking Paul's podcast with Scott, with Paul. Good evening. With Liam. First time I've remembered your name in weeks. <laughs> Call me the Maestro. The Maestro, is that your new nickname? Is it? No, I just go to my, but I like that. You like that, the Maestro. So maestro is that how... What? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> is that how we're going to introduce you from I, now? I'm the Maestro. literally like Mysterio from... The, the Maestro of Movies. Oh, Movie Maestro, maestro Liam. Yes. Yeah, usual Suspects. Yeah. Maestro. And then we've got the Unusual Suspect, Paul. As uh, I say. Yeah, yeah. He's just the Unusual <laughs> Suspect, Paul. He's just unusual, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, who is this Paul? Yeah. Yeah. They'll go on Twitter and they'll see a picture of like an England flag and go, I don't know who that is. No. <laughs> no. They'll find a Facebook. There's no picture there. There no, is a Paul. Nice. You won't see pictures of me. He's an enigma. Yeah. Yes. He's a wall. <laughs> He's like wallpaper. You don't even know it's there. Pull the wall. Yeah. Pull paper. No Charlie again today. We're missing Charlie because Bunker, we... we, we, we no, well, I don't know, are we? Well, I've got a lot more room on this couch. You have because he's a fat fucker. Um, <laughs> he's a little he may be short, but he's quite wide. Um, <laughs> Is that the baby you never wanted? <laughs> Not in that way, you sicko. But it's it's a shame he's not here because we're going to be talking Robert De Niro tonight. Yeah, and a film that he advised me to pick. Yeah, and and, and what is it, Liam? A Bronx Tale. Which is Robert De Niro's directorial debut, starring in it, Chaz Parmentieri, based on a one-man play that he did. You know, there's, there's lots to talk about. So we've decided that four-play this evening, or three-play again, it's going to be... It's a big topic. He's going to be talking Robert De Niro. Yeah, it is indeed. Let's play the jingle. One, two, three. Well, had I done four play? One, two, three, four. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Okay, so foreplay, see Robert De Niro performances. Not necessarily your favourite, just one you wanted to talk about, and there are over a hundred. There must be. I mean, I haven't looked properly on the IMDb, but there's got to be about a hundred here. The man's yeah, the man's eighty five this year, yeah. for God's sake, or next year. I think. Is he fucking eighty five? Um, pretty showing on born in nineteen forty three, August seventeenth, nineteen forty three. Jeez. Jesus. But they all are. De Niro, Pesci. That makes you know, soon. 85 years old, but he must Mate, be knocking there is out no for no God 
in the universe that will strike him down. There is no Grim Reaper <laughs> that can beat the fuck out of Robert De Niro. <laughs> if anyone knows Robert De Niro, go tell him God and the Grim Reaper are not coming for him. 85 years old, that's old man syndrome, yeah. old man time. That's fuck, Jesus Christ. <laughs> But the 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 knows that sort he of hasn't age. aged since he's about forty, has he? No, yeah. that's true. Actually, it's, it's just it's just Robert De Niro. He's mm. just why do we love Robert De Niro? Because he just plays. It's like he plays him. Yeah, it's never yeah. like he. And even if he plays a nasty person, it you don't feel like you don't connect with him. He, he's he's, he's still, played some nasty. He's nasty. He's <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's what makes he's nasty. He's nice. Is he? He's nice, is he he's nasty. Not, do you have sort of sympathy? To, well, you have sympathy towards some of the nasty characters, don't you? Yeah. I suppose, but even when he's trying to be like really fucking mean, you're like, but it's Robert, yeah, De, Niro. It's Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what always comes Come to your head? On. It's Robert De Niro, not not the actual character he's being. Especially yeah? if you've watched so many of his films, including the lighter ones, like <clears throat> like for example, the two I picked two. Okay. Do you want to do you want to bring your first one in now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I throw them both in at the same time, really, uh-huh. for all-round performances, yeah. good fellas. For me... I don't think either of us have picked that, Paul, every good no, fellas. Right, so, yeah, just... just I mean, film, right. for me, good fellas, he was just superb in every part of that. I yeah. can't fault him. Mm. And then I completely switch it and go to Dirty Grandpa. Which I haven't seen. That he done no, with Zac Efron. That was fucking hilarious. He's talking to a young college girl about fucking her and what he's going to do to her. And he ends up marrying her and having a kid... And, he just doesn't care. And you're like, that's how, it, why should he be doing serious films yeah. when he can just not give a fuck? Mm. And that was great. About and so one more has just come to mind <laughs> and I'm positive. I could be wrong. Last Vegas. I've seen that. Yeah. Great I don't think film. I've seen it. He Absolutely. was brilliant in that. Brilliant yeah. film. And even there, you've got one where he's a serious, the typical, everyone says, Rob De Niro, oh, mafia films, gangster films. Yeah. But Goodfellas. Yes. Dirty Grandpa is genuinely is a dirty grandpa. <laughs> and then Last Vegas, <laughs> it's just like a group of friends that are old now and they just want to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Robert De Niro, he's, he's, he's always known as this like mafia Th- Italian New Yorker. people's perception, isn't it, a but, lot of the time? Yeah, but, but yeah. I, I love Robert De Niro. Yeah. Is it a bit hit and miss with Robert De Niro, though? Because he has some fucking blinding performances, but then there are some that are like... Oh, why did you choose that? To be honest, right. I've probably not seen the ones where you've liked most of his stuff. Been a miss. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, even when I, my choice is um, Stardust, which it's, it's really bizarre that you two have gone for like the lighter things rather than the heavy because ones. Because it's yeah. it's as, as Liam yeah. says, everyone thinks of him as Italian American gangster. Yeah, I. Uh, and in Stardust, he plays a extremely camp pirate. Which, if you'd have been casting that film, he He's would have been one. bottom of your list. Yeah. Mm. And that's why I think he was so superb for it, was because who on earth would ever think of this gangster actor... Is being it, a camp man. Do you reckon it's because he's getting to the age where he's like he's just having a bit of fun now? He is, yeah. He yeah. Is just, yeah. Like, and he, he probably knows he can command silly money for and doing so I'll, I'll do that for you, but you've got to pay me yeah. 20 million for it or something, you know. It's like, yeah. 
Because it's like Ian McKellen, isn't it? Because as Ian McKellen's got older... Yep, he got a bit more comedic. And he wanted to do... Didn't he like, say, I wanted to do Coronation Street? Yep. He appeared in it's, Coronation yeah. Street for a while, and then he said, and I wanted to do this. They've established and, themselves, so yeah. why, why commit to the exact... And I think like, Robert De Niro actually said in the interview, it's like, everyone always just associates him as an Italian mob man. Yeah. Because that's all people... He was typecast into that. Yeah. He never asked for them roles. He was always typecast for it. Mm. So why not with... Stardust, which is a superb film. I've never all seen around it. It's, it's, it's like this fantasy thing with Michelle Pfeiffer, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, screenplay was written by Jonathan Ross's wife. Yeah. Goldman, Jane Goldman. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. one that done kick Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a family yeah. film, mm. but it's a really good one. Very easy watching, yeah. and you yeah. do get lost in it. And it, I think the unfortunate things with things like that, um, yeah, Stardust, Last Vegas, Dirty Grandpa's, so many people just assume, again, they assume, because it's not their sort of film, they just don't want to watch it. And you're like, oh, <clears throat> Dirty Grandpa was, I'm not a big fan of Zac Efron, but as he's got older, yeah. he's got better in films. Right. right genuinely. Yeah. He's not your high school sweetheart. Robert De Niro in that. You're like, that exactly how... I would think me and most of the people I know would be as grandpas. That whole, fuck you, I'm still going to go and chop a girl (laughs) in a bikini. And it's that not giving a fuck. And and that's what I think is great. And people just go, no, it's not De Niro, is it? Why do you expect him to stick? Does people expect him to go and do Godfather part fucking four or five just because he's old now? Mm. It's Godfather died of death. After um, Godfather 3, really. Yeah, and it's like, what's the it? point? And keep going, De Niro has to be gangster. Yeah. He doesn't have to be a mob man. It's, Do you think for that, me, Goodfellas was his best mob mafia film ever. Yeah? Yeah. See, I like Hands Godfather 2, but... See, Godfather 2 is great, yeah. but as a trilogy, I don't think it's a great trilogy. Mm. Oh, all right. Oh, that's really? oh, this is a conversation for another time. Mm. We're not going to go right into no. that, because... But I think it's interesting that as we went into like the eighties and the nineties, he, he developed this comedic yeah. side to him. You've yeah, analysed this, yeah. I, was, yeah. I nearly chose analyse this and analyse, and then the meet the fuckers and all that sort um, of stuff yeah. as well. You know? So meet the fuckers was great, except for Ben Stiller's shit. You hate Ben Stiller, don't you? You've got a real ben thing against I'll, Ben Stiller. I'm with him on that. Is one. it you as well? I loved him in Dodgeball, and then after that. He was after I saw a film called The Heartbreak Kid. Yeah, which I went to cinema to see, and again another reason why I hate cinema is because there's such <laughs> shit films that can be out there. And it was wank. Still a, it wasn't funny and from that moment on. And meet the fuckers. All I'm like, uh, there's a film that De Niro had done called The Family. Yes, where he was again ex gangster does a few roles. Yeah, Pfeiffer's in. I was going to say well. Michelle Pfeiffer's in there and as well. Yeah. The kids, they're all part of this gangster family. They've gone to France. It's so tongue in cheek, but it's brilliant. Mm. Easy watching. Yep. But De Niro is De Niro. You can't help but go, he's still brilliant in it. Yeah. No matter what, because his place is grumpy, he's trying to be a writer, ends up killing people. He's... What about yeah. some of this later stuff that he's sort of like almost a cameo role, like the um, Silver Linings playbook and things like that? Have you mm. seen any of this newer stuff that he's been. He's, he's not the main star. Yeah. And it's almost as if we've got Robert De Niro in this film, you know, and it's just like blink and you miss him, almost. Yeah. He's, he's reached that point in his career where he could do shit like that, you know, it's just And like, I think you've got... How much... He's made 
mil- hundreds of millions. Oh, God, of course he has. Yeah. And at his age, if he's going to be 85 this year, anything that can come up, if he's just appearing and stuff, to him it's going to be a, do you know what, I'm, I'm in it. Yeah, I don't. I don't probably, have to do these eight nine week shoots anymore. Yeah, I can guarantee I'm, he's probably not even earned as much as people would assume, mm. because he's made it. It's now just a. If I stop working, I die. I'm going to keep going and yeah. keep acting. Yeah. Whatever roles you give me, I'll be a bit part. I will jump and say hello if I need to. It's, mm. I think with a lot of people, regardless of what job you do, if you get to that sort of age, you stop working. You 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 are physically dead. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I think will go on forever. Yeah. It's like, um, and when you look at comedy, like um, comedians like um, Don Rickle. Yeah, bloody hell, yeah. Don Rickle's like 90, well, he's 90 now, or... No, he died a couple of months ago. Did he? Don Rickles died about two, three months ago. Yeah. What the fuck? I didn't even know Did that! You know, please, let me just check. I'm bloody sure Don Rickles died very recently. Oh, man, recently. I fucking love Don Rickle. He did, he died last year. Oh, Don. Uh, yeah, it was a big thing because, like, Don Rickles was like, you know, he was. Why? World! He was in with, like, Sinatra and the Rat Pack yep. and all that, like, wasn't he, Don Rickles? He used to tell Sinatra what to do, and yeah. Sinatra would be like, yeah, no worries, uh, Well, yeah, he died. Yeah. Sorry, mate, burst your bubble there. Yeah, he was age 90 when he died. I thought he was 90. There you go. But then I was just yeah. thinking, like, 85 years old, like I say, Pacino must be in his 80s. Um, yeah. Dustin Hoffman is 80-plus yeah. now. Yeah. All these guys that we, well, we didn't, you, you probably didn't watch in the 70s or the 80s, but were making films in the 70s and the 80s, yeah. were 30, 40 years old back then. Yeah. And they are going to be 80-plus now. You know, it happens to all of us, unfortunately. Yeah. And Robert De Niro is 85 this year. Al Pacino, 78. There you go. Yeah. See, I would have put Al Pacino as old and De Niro. Yeah. That's a film what we should fucking review Scarface. We've done it. Have you? Me and Charlie have done it. Fuck you, too. We'll do it again. We're, we're, yeah, not, we're, not, we're not loath to actually go back Scarface. and doing a couple of uh, rewatches, mate. Yeah. Um, my choice is, is a darker one. And I was going to go with Kate Fear. Remake of the, you know, the nineteen sixty-two Lee J. Cobb, Lee J. Cobb, who directed Ice Cold in Alex, directed the original Cape Fear. Oh, really? Called Sazy made the remake. Obviously, who was it? Jessica Lange, Nick Nolte, uh, young Juliet Lewis. Creepy fucking scene with the sucking the finger. The bit in the cinema where he's laughing, smoking the cigar. He's got the tattoos. He bites. Is it Annabelle Skiora's cheek off? Is it? Yeah, there's definitely some sort of paedophilic undertones. Oh, the it, whole yeah. thing. He is just one nasty bastard in that film. And one thing we haven't mentioned, you saying about as he's getting older, yeah, I'll just do a movie now. It don't matter what I look like, what I do. Like. Yeah. All them films where he used to like put on weight or tone himself down into Max Cady and Kate Fear where he was like muscle bound yeah. and then Raging Ball where he put on famously how many stone of weight he put on it's it's something that most actors don't do mm. no. they don't go to that extreme Christian Bale was going to us yeah, I was literally about to say yeah. one of the only few I could say would be Christian Bale who genuinely is probably going to have health problems for the rest of his life yeah. from going up 
to Batman. And then and the mechanic was the mecha- yeah. yeah. Where he literally went to skin about and yeah. his organs must be hating him. Mm. But that is regardless of if you like the actor, if they're willing to push their body to lengths that no one else does, that's De Niro done it, didn't yeah. he? And and it is. There's things that I think Tom Hanks is another one that done it with Castaway. He did. His body yeah. weight dropped yeah. Yeah. and then went up. And it is. If people can do that, that's what I think a lot of people just take for granted. Like, you get paid loads. Yeah, the body doesn't get paid loads to be like that. Yeah, and it's doing irreparable, irreparable damage. Yeah. yeah. And it is to drop weight quickly to be in a film for that amount of time. Mm. That's, that's a big ask. And yeah. sometimes it goes unnoticed for actors. Yeah. Is he the greatest actor of this generation? I mean, maybe. I, I'm, He's up there, isn't he? He's yeah, I, I would genuinely put De Niro up there with, for me, Tom Hanks, who's probably like one of my favourite actors ever. Yep. I would put him up. If I had a top five, De Niro would be in it. Yeah. Without a doubt. I genuinely, which other than Tom Hanks, I would struggle to see actors that I would happily see in multiple... Johnny Depp would be another one. But then yeah, three, I have a few problems with Johnny Depp. But Have you? Did he piss you off? He did. He did really, you tell him? He really upset mm-hmm. me. Yeah. yeah? Did you have it out? Oh, we did. We had words. Outside the Viper room. We, yeah, we did. We had words. But Viper room Phoenix. You can't deny Robert De Niro's CV, for God's sake. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> if someone was to question, if someone ever had the audacity to turn around and say, do you know what? I don't think De Niro's that good. Just, <laughs> whoop. Hush your mouth. If you, if you go, go back to mum and get your mouth yeah. washed out. If you just Morgan go, Freeman, by the way. That's oh, a, yeah. That's an yeah. Idea. Morgan Freeman, yeah. With De Niro, if you just go from like 72, 73 onwards and then you've got like The Godfather 2, The Deer Hunter, yeah. Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, for God's sake, that's enough, isn't yeah. it? Surely that little quartet of like pictures. Robert De Niro will always go down in history as a Hollywood legend. He will do, and he's up, no there. He's, he's up there with like the Bogarts and the Cagneys yeah. and, and those sort of He guys, will be he? remembered for 50, 60, 100 years to come of, course he will. of great films. Of course and he that will. is what, if your name can live way beyond your expectancy, then that is what's amazing. There's so many actors that, and no disrespect to them, but like in 100 years, who's, and this sounds really horrible, yep. who the hell's going to care Paul Walker was? Yeah, no, no it's not going to happen. Great franchise, didn't deserve to die at a young age, but he did. It's gone. Yeah. Who, other than his family and some people, 100 years, no one's going to care about what Fast mm. and Furious was. The Nero, he is. It's that Humphrey Bogart sort of thing. People are going to go, oh, I still remember that. And they go, oh, my, my, my mum and dad used to talk about that, that person. Yeah. So then they hear it, and it's the name that will always be spoken about. And the, and the thing is with the Nero, he's, he's in that exclusive club that he's, he's won an Oscar. Yeah, two. Um, I, I just literally had to look this up because I wasn't too sure what he'd won. He won Best Actor for uh, Raging Bull and Best Supporting Actor for Godfather 2. Yeah. But then you think of all the other stuff he's mm. done. Yeah. And you think, why Why hasn't this man won more? But then we don't hold much merit with the Oscars, don't we? We've always seen no, DC. Yeah, yeah, not a but Hollywood person. does. Um but yeah, for a man of his standing and his, like I say, his CV over yeah. years, and those performances, like I say, those six films I mentioned, just literally in that five-year period, he should have won Oscars for every single fucking one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Goodfellas, 
Yeah, Even, yeah, I, going yeah. into the 90s, exactly. Yeah. Casino, you know, yeah, fucking man. great film. I, I genuinely struggle to say that I've seen a film where De Niro himself hasn't. There's been films that haven't been good. Films are bad. But, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's not films that I can turn around and say... <laughs> was there a film of Rocky and Bullwinkle? There was, yeah. 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 But, yeah I don't but he hasn't done a bad performance, has he? No. 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 He's taken. He's one of them people that has taken his acting seriously. It's not just I get paid regardless. It's that's his. It's it's like a brand. Mm. You don't put your name on something if you're shit, because then people don't want the brand. And yeah. He's always going. If I'm putting De Niro on this, it's going to be a great film. And he's done his part. It's just unfortunately uh, might not be produced that well. Yeah. Uh, so the reason we're talking Robert De Niro is we're talking. Bronxtel, directed and starring Robert De Niro. Yep. Let's play the trailer. We'll be back after this. All these years, what have I been telling you? Yeah, I know. Stay in school, get two educations. I know. That's right. This is my life, not yours. This is not for you. No guns. I first met Sonny in 1960. I was nine years old. He was the number one man in the neighborhood. And as I grew, he grew in power. He became a boss, and I was his friend. In a world called the Bronx. Look, I'm your father, I love you. You're breaking my heart. Sonny, trust me. That man can never trust anybody. The sooner you know that, the better. He was caught in a tug of war between his hardworking father. I tell your son to go to school, to go to You don't understand, it's not what you say, it's what he sees. It's the clothes, it's the cars, it's the money. I treat that kid like he's my son. He ain't your son, he's my son. And the man who owned the neighborhood. Don't you trust anybody? No. It's a horrible way to live. For me, it's the only way. Is it better to be loved or feared? I would rather be feared. Oh. Because fear lasts longer than love. Ah! What was I gonna do? Run away? Make people think I got no heart? I mean, what makes you think you're so special? Mm. He'll hurt you like anybody. Mm. Sometimes hurting somebody ain't the answer. I know who you are, Sonny, and I know what you could do. This time you're wrong. You don't fool the man's family. So what are you gonna do? Fight this? Stay away from my son! Robert De Niro, Chaz Palminteri, you worry about yourself, your family, and the people that are close to you. That's what it comes down to. A Bronx Tale. A Bronx Tale, released in the UK, 18th of February 1994, directed by Robert De Niro, starring Robert De Niro, Chaz Palminteri, Milo Brancato, and a host of others. There's a, a very brief appearance by Joe Pesci, which was yes, quite right, remarkable yes, yeah. as well. A father becomes worried when a local gangster befriends his son in the Bronx in the 1960s, is the synopsis. Based on the one-man play that Chaz Palminteri... Am I right with this? I mean, yeah, yeah, we've, we've yeah. got some feedback from Jim from the film Fugs later with regard to the Chaz Palminteri side of things. You two had seen this before? Nope. You hadn't? Quite Liam's seen it times, yeah. quite a few times. Yes, he did. Can I just say from the opposite, because normally 
I'll let you guys start. But from the offset, can you I? Start, Scott. Yeah, can I just say from? Yeah, I'm letting I, you. Go. Thank you. <laughs> I fucking love this. Yeah. Isn't it just a film you didn't expect to love? Yeah. I. It wasn't the film I was expecting to watch, because I was thinking mob movie gangster yeah. type film. I was thinking Scorsese type sort that's of thing. That's why people don't expect to love it. Yes. And it becomes this family drama. Yeah, with racial tension. And there's everything yeah. in this. And I I just was pleasantly surprised and I know we do ratings towards the end, but I'm I'm giving this four and a half five stars almost for this. It's, yeah. it's, it's, because I went in just expecting a middle of the road Average type movie, and it was it starters. We need to go up. I, I would say four and a half. You're going four and a half, and just just break it now before. Yeah, we... I, I have, have to agree with you because it was you went into it thinking Robert De Niro, Italian American film. You've got that there, haven't you? The preconceptions, the yeah. yeah. But he wasn't. No, he was the father of the child trying to avoid that yeah. happening. Mm. And that's what completely threw me, but yeah. made it such a brilliant film. Yeah. When we was looking at films to pick, mm. and obviously because I couldn't make before, I was looking at films and I thought, when I because I had not long finished watching it as well, and I thought it's not a film that because when I the first time I ever watched it, I genuinely thought Robert De Niro, this is going to be your typical Goodfellas, Godfather type. Yeah. Death. And that's what I was expecting. I watched it and I thought, oh, fucking no, it's really not. nowhere near. Yeah. And every time I've watched it, I've just loved it even more. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go with that because I, I didn't know. I thought um, Charlie might have seen it himself. I don't know if he has or not. Charlie loves this film, apparently. But, and it's a shame he's not here because I think he'd have had a lot to say. But Yeah, and, and I didn't know that neither of you had. Mm. But I think because it, was, because it wasn't what you would expect, that's why I, I actually thought that people would like it more. Mm. Because it is that you you end up going into it thinking, you know, it's and it does start that that Italian American yeah. mob, and you think, oh, okay, here we go, typical. But once you get into it, you're like, do you know what? This is you're seeing it from the other side, not yeah. just being in a mob. You're seeing it from people that the people that want to stop that, yeah, that. whose lives are affected by what's yeah. going on in the community it's around. Almost, because it's narrated by the. The, the child, mm. as it was, but then mm. twenty years on, and as Liam said, it's it's him skirting on the outside of being in the mob, yeah. but not committing to it fully, not he's, liking the violence. He's side aware of, of what's going on because it's yeah. part of his commitment. The next door to his bloody yeah. block of flats, for God's literally, sake, you yeah. know they are literally. You know, this this stuff is going on, and it's very true to how many things are. I mean. It wasn't extreme, though, was it? We're not talking like mob major violence here. No, no, it, was, no. it was just the it's average just goings on about a bit of number running and all this sort yeah. of stuff that was. But there was enough. There was enough of this, like, seedy undercurrent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Chaz Parmentary was the man that ruled the block, yeah. basically, or quite a few blocks. And I was just really pleasantly surprised that I, 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 I thought I'd seen every gangster movie there was. Mm. And now I've seen something that's like, yeah, I like the way this was done, and, and I love the way middle ground. Yeah, it mm. didn't rush into anything. I mean, I think the time spent with the young—I um, can't remember his character's name—the the young lad mm. before they went twenty years forward was perfect. Yeah, I didn't. I 
a lot of films rush it and go, yeah, right, he's an adult now. Snip it. This is what, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that. no that, they, they spread that perfectly. Yeah. Um, and it did because it allowed, it allowed any audience member to look at it and feel something towards the child growing yeah. up. Yeah, where he then, used to get on the bus with his dad yeah. and, and, and go he, he around. He was daddy's boy. He was Ring the bell dad. every time. Yeah, yeah. Sierra Ghost. And I think as well, uh, in not trying to be sexist in this sense, but it is very much a man's film because yeah. a lot of young men can understand of wherever they're growing up and what they're told they shouldn't do and what they should stay away from. But yet they, they can't, I mean, especially for, like for myself, growing up where I did, don't do this, don't do that. You kind of go and do it because it's what you see. Yeah. And then you actually, as you go, you kind of like, yeah, do you know what? I understand why they kind of held me back from that. Mm. And as much as you gave your parents shit for something, you're like, they were actually right and they was looking at you. And yeah. That's that sort of thing. It's true to life, regardless of what time you're in. I like that dynamic when they're all sitting at the table. Yeah. After young, you see, isn't it? Calag- yeah. Calagero. Cal- there we yeah. go. Yeah. He, and he goes into the bar and like Robert De Niro finds out and he said, I told you not to go in there. But he makes a joke of it. Yeah. And Robert De Niro can't help but laugh at him and the, and the mother's going, well, you should be telling him off, you know. And it's and it was very true to yeah, life. He was and there, quite he, a cocky little yeah, child, wasn't Robert he? Yeah, Robert De Niro, in any, other, in any other movie, Robert De Niro would have been a bastard, would have been beating his son, saying, yeah. you don't go in there sort of thing. But he was like, no, it's my boy, you know, we have a laugh. He's yeah. he's my best mate. That's what they were. They were yeah. best yeah. mates, weren't they? He knew that he had to save his son as opposed to just yeah. punishing him for shit. Because yeah. if you punish him, like it says, isn't it? Mm. If I beat him and punish him, he's just going to keep doing it more. And I'll lose him because yeah. he will end up drifting over yeah. to that side of the fence where exactly all the shit's going on. And, and I... I really loved it when his mates who were trying to be the gangsters went yeah. to do all the violent crimes and he was like, no, I don't want to be part of this. Yep. The, the fact that he... He had, had his hero, black, didn't he? He, he, had, he yeah. had a black girlfriend. Mm. And especially in that time, in the early 80s... Which you went against... Well, no, we're talking... Italian-Americans who themselves were immigrants in that part but yeah, they didn't York. like anything and different. The blacks started moving in, and they're like, oh no, we can't have this yeah. sort of thing. And it's like, hang on a minute. Yeah. It's yeah. the perfect irony, though, really. Yeah. I, mean, I love America. I love America's was. But let's be very true from the fact that America is an immigrant country founded by the English, oh, built on immigrants. The Irish helped build it. Yeah, Spanish. Um, exactly. <laughs> but yet you see these things are like, well, no, no, no. It's, it's fine that the Italian Americans do stuff, but not that you're like, you do know you're all immigrants. Yeah. But they're you, also you quite insular all, so. as well, aren't they? Each each particular neighbourhood is quite insular. They they, oh, yeah. they stick to their own. Oh, and that's the and, thing. And you could see that, especially when he drifts into the black neighbourhood. Yeah. Even that he gets the same reaction like, that the blacks got when our, they yeah. came into here. Why is this white man, why is this cracker in yeah. our neighbourhood what yeah. are you doing what are you trying to get our women but that's exactly the same reaction yeah. when, the, when the blacks drove past through the Italian yeah and they all started so smashing the cars up and no difference yeah. you know. but strangely enough I saw something the other day it was about San Francisco set way before this in yeah. like 1800 late 1800s yeah. Chinatown San Francisco mm. and when the Chinese came to America yeah. they were only allowed to live in a 12 block radius yes. by then so there was 25,000 Chinese immigrants mm. living in this 12-block yeah. radius. 
And so America brought it on themselves that these cultures stuck Great together. Road. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly the same as the UK with the Indians. Because they, they yeah. built the railroads yeah. as well. Look at our council estates. Yeah. yeah. They came about because we put Indians in one space yeah. and said, don't separate. Yeah, look, Gravesend. Biggest yep. uh, Indian population outside of India, yep. like in density, mm. because yep. that's you where they stay there. Right, you can stay there, you can't stay anywhere else. Yep. And, and that's the thing. And, and that's the thing sometimes people will look at a film like that and go oh it's, it's obviously based on like a like a gangster type film you like, look deeper into a film like that yeah and look at the cultural references that yes Italian Americans used to and, and maybe still do look at how America is at the moment unfortunately they, they do separate and maybe sometimes the black people do separate because it's an unusual thing to see that they had a white man coming to their their world yep. where they was told to stay and being with one of their women because in, in any race's eyes that's like well you're taking you're taking one of our own to be yours are you, are you and I suppose for the black people then it would have been are you taking them to be your slave are you thinking they're your servant mm. but not knowing that them in in the sense of like that Romeo and Juliet part because um in something I was actually not reading that long ago about Romeo and Juliet being not a thing of a romance story, but how, but how love isn't great yeah. because of how painful it is. Mm. And same as in that sort of sense, a lot of things that say Romeo and Juliet stories is because of the pain in it. Like, it goes for a black female, beautiful woman, mm-hmm. but because the, nation, the, the races shouldn't mix at that time, he's hated on and victimised for it. She goes to the other end, they're victimised, and it's... It is it's, for a film like that as well. It's it's quite a political standpoint to be like, mm. this is what we're putting out here. Yeah, that's how it was, and we're showing you that's how it was. Yeah. And anyone that felt offended by it, it's like, you, you know why you're offended? It's because you was that ignorance yeah. Yeah. that said that you shouldn't be with a black woman or you shouldn't be with a white man. And uh, for what his first film, one of his first films to make for De Niro, he has. But it was it the it was, spot. It was written by Charlie. By Chase Pantera. Yeah. yeah. Um, hold that thought. We're going to play a bit of feedback now from Jim, from the film Thugs over in Texas. Hey, Jim. With regard to the Chase Pantera side of things. Take it away, Jim. Five minutes with the film Thugs. Hey guys, sorry I've been gone for ages. I've been, every time I listen to your show, there's like four stories that I want to send in and tell you all, and I just don't want to overrun you. But uh, as always, keep up the good work. You guys have been killing it. I'm glad to to, to be able to say that we've been, we've been with you since the beginning, and it's awesome to see what y'all are turning into. So, let's talk a Bronx tale. Now, this was one of those shows, uh, and I, it's weird because you'll understand why I refer to as show instead of movie. Uh, <clears throat> I got into this back when I was in high school. It was one of those things that was on cable every afternoon when you got home from school. So I watched it a handful of times, and uh, it, it's one of those movies that instantly connects in in like a really... Not just this is an awesome movie, but like in a personal way where you feel some sort of like, yeah, you know... I connect with this emotionally. Yeah, this is a good movie. I, I, I'm emotionally invested from the word go. 
So I started looking into it. I was a, I was a theater student at the time. Really, really dedicated, over-the-top, annoying theater student. And I found out while looking into it that it was based off of this one-man show that Chaz Palminteri had written. And uh, I looked more and more into it, and the more I looked into it, the more impressed I got. That uh, it was a show that was so personal to him that at a time when he was broke, he turned down, I think, like a million dollars for the rights to make it into a movie because he didn't trust the people that were going to make the movie out of it. He was he, he, he said, this has I have to have the right people do it because of what it means to me. And uh, then De Niro came along and, sure, go for it. You're directing, absolutely. They picked which parts they wanted. And what interests me is, from the way Chaz, Chaz told it, they could have switched parts. You could have had De Niro in the Palmentary and Palmentary in the De Niro. And I think it would have worked equally well either way. I like De Niro going away from the mobster part. I think that's a lot of what makes his movie work for me is you have De Niro playing sort of the non-De Niro role, which it, it's, it's always nice to see someone a little outside of their area. So this one, I heard about the play and I really, really wanted to see it. But like this was back in... We'll call it was a 94, 95. Finding a copy of a play was a little trickier than it is today because this wasn't one that got published or put out there or in any way for people to buy. You just kind of heard about it. There was nowhere to look it up, anything. It was just a rumor that existed somewhere. Well, this was about 10 years ago. Here in Austin, they opened a new performing arts center, this really amazing theater. And one of the first shows that they did, it actually might have been the inaugural show, was Chaz Palminteri performing the original Bronx Tale. And it's an interesting one because it is, you know, it's a one-man show, so extended monologue. But the way that it, it's odd because this is one of those movies that I absolutely love everything about. It's, I cannot think of a weak moment. I cannot think of a part of it that I would alter. I can't think of anything I would change in this film. It's just <clears throat> an amazingly touching, poignant, just beautiful film. Chaz, one-man show, does something really interesting with it where it makes it almost more personal. You know, it, you're, yeah, you're not seeing it, but the way he's painting the picture of all of it, the way that he is walking you through this story that's so personal to him really adds another level. Now, it's really cool because it starts out there is, it, the stage is uh, the, like the facade of a brownstone row in New York. You know, brownstone's fancy, but you know, just uh, those, like the beginning of the Cosby show. Uh, just those those cool little little house fronts. And Chaz standing there with his back to the audience, snapping his fingers along to, I believe it was Dion and the Belmonts playing, and walking through, this is Belmont Avenue. Right there is where Dion and the Belmonts used to hang out singing before they broke big. And uh, just walking through, it, it, walking through all of the different things, taking you through it, creating it, having this connection to all of it, 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 it was, it, it, it made something that was personal almost more intimate. And uh, his energy was phenomenal. What he brought to the role, the way that he used the space, everything. You could see that he was very, very familiar and very comfortable with it. And that 
It, it was the sort of performance that you could only get from someone who wasn't just doing a play, but that actually cared about it. And like I said before, was connected to it. Uh, he had a lot of energy, used the stage very well, but it essentially is him walking you through the story and kind of slightly occupying the other characters, not in like an, a gross... Boy, I remember when I was a boy, old man Cratchit lived down the street. You kids need to get out. It wasn't some stupid, you know, pretentious college freshman doing their one-man show in a black box theater on a Friday afternoon. It it was real, and he, and he kept it moving and flowing, and he had uh, this amazing technique that he had. This is the one thing that stuck with me. Not, not amazing, but a cool technique that when he would sort of move from one section to another and go to another part of the stage where, where that happened, he would do this thing where he'd clap his hands and kind of turn towards that area, but turn his turn upstage so that instead of looping towards the audience and moving, his body would go away from it and he, he'd go away from you and then cut back around to where the other area was and uh, go into that portion of the show. It's a it's an amazing movie, but I, I if you ever <laughs> this is the ultimate understatement. If you ever get the chance to see Chaz Palminteri perform this, do yourself a favor and see it. But genuinely, if if you get a chance to see this play performed, it is very challenging for an actor, uh, but it is really wonderful and. Uh, again, it's it's a Bronx Tale. It's one of those movies that has an oddly personal... Anybody who likes this movie, I think, feels a personal connection to it because Chaz does what, I, what this kind of movie, I think, is supposed to do. And it's supposed to evoke nostalgia in a way that is um, just uh, that everybody is able to relate to. It, it's not this, ah, uh, back in the day when everything was perfect. It was... Now this is this is sort of what it was like, and by not overly romanticizing it, by not rose-colored glassing it or anything like that, just presenting the life as it was, gives it makes it a lot easier for the audience to connect with. I, I absolutely loved it. And like I said, I, I recommend it highly to anyone who can see it. Um, if this follows the order you guys said, you will be hearing from me again soon with a story about the usual suspect, but. I got to say, this was an amazing experience, and, uh, and and now I'm going to ask a question that hopefully will guide Summer show up again. When Chaz advises, uh, I I I see I'm, I can't remember Colergio. Uh, I haven't seen the movie in forever, so I'm, I'm going to butcher the name. But when Chaz's character advises the kid about the door locks, going on a date opening her door, walking around the back of the car. If she doesn't lean over and unlock that door so that when you get there, it opens and she's a pig. And you don't, like, that is a piece of advice that I carried with me from that point forward. And I want to ask, is that something that every guy who sees this movie when they're young takes away from it? I know that we're in the age of power locks now, so it's not really that big a thing. But did every guy who saw this and subsequently went on a date do this thing? Because I know I did. And I'm just curious if it was only me. Uh, anyway, keep up the good work. I'm very much looking forward to hearing this episode and your next episode. And uh, yeah, man, love you guys. Love you guys. Don't you go changing, okay? 
You never let me down before. We love Jim. He sounds so fucking professional. Because he is so cool. It's literally just like, do you know what? Pow! Hollywood needed it. Didn't sound like he'd scripted it or anything. He doesn't. It's just off the top of his head. Jim, I was just saying to the guys that you were one of my Jim, biggest... Jim, come to England. Yeah. <laughs> He's been over. He, he was in Scotland and... and don't go to Scotland. Scotland. No, this was no years one likes Scotland. <laughs> Jim, I was saying to the guys that you were one of my biggest influences when I first started doing the podcast. And, and now you're ours. And, well, it's, it's, just, it's just a great feeling that you've taken the time out to... I just contribute it, back to you know shit like this. And, and sorry, Jim. Actually, we are recording this in the wrong order because Charlie yeah. we thought was going to be here. Right? Um, but for you to you know do like five minutes and then another eight minutes on that one, um, it's, it's that thing of hearing. Uh, and I know we're not alone. Uh, for, <laughs> I, I know I'm a fucking fully grown adult, but it's when you hear someone that's not just. Someone that lives in Gillingham, Chatham, yeah. London, Cap. Someone that's from the. Is he in Austin, Texas? Well, he was Austin. the Atlantic but... Ocean away <laughs> to, to have listened and heard and responded. That's mm. That sounds unreal to some, especially for me, because someone that's grown up loving Americans, loving America, loving everything yeah. back. You're like, the fuck? There's an American person listening to you, listening Liam. To what we've been discussing. Like. Yeah. As I see this, we're people that have met each other through work. We're talking about yep. films that we've loved. To, to us, it's just standard shit. But somebody from another part of Earth. <laughs> and man, I don't fucking care. I, I, I love astrophysics. And <laughs> What's we're the only fucking people on this planet. And someone that far away will listen and turn around and go, I want them to hear what I want to say. Yeah, and and we love to hear it That's as well. something that... In my lifetime, I may never fucking meet Jim ever. No, I can see a picture. I can hear his voice. I may never. We we ever may get to Skype meet him. at some point because I would love to actually get uh, Jim and Clarkson on the show. What's amazing? Is, is he's <laughs> That's why, because it's amazing that we may never get to stand in front of him like we do each other. Yeah, we can tell. Go, Charlie's not here. Like, mm. oh, that's all right. We'll see. Charlie we'll see him next time. week or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. he lives near. Yeah, but. That's fucking Austin, Texas. <laughs> How many of us have been to America? You've been to America? Uh, I haven't been to You've America. You've been to America? No. No, three of us ain't fucking stepped foot on American soil. <laughs> we fucking founded the country and yet we've never been there. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> fucking Christopher Columbus was English. <laughs> the world fucking knows he was English. Was it he was English. <laughs> he was English. <laughs> We're, dr- we're drifting off topic here, yeah, but... We might upset a few Americans. Can I, can I just say, any feedback is always greatly appreciated, but any feedback from Jim and Clarkson from the film Thugs, especially so. Yeah. Because as as Jim pointed out, he's, he's been with us from the beginning. And if anybody hasn't listened to the film Thugs show, just do it, for God's sake. It's just incredible. Um... One thing that Jim brought up that we hadn't spoke about. For me, what a fucking great soundtrack this movie has. Yeah, he, he spoke about Dion and the Bell once and the doo wop stuff. It starts with yeah, and sort of the early Motown. Yeah, the doo wop, the fifties, yeah. you know. Yeah, 
And then it goes, there's, there's Frank Sinatra in there, you know, yeah. and, and it just goes into the late 60s stuff as well. Liam, I meant to point this out to you, and again, it's just been reminded. You said a few episodes ago about when we were talking about great uses of music, not in a musical or a, a yeah. music room, yeah. and you brought up Nights in White Satin. Yeah, this is in Halloween, yeah. the remake of Halloween, Rob Zombie thing. Yeah, they use it in this bit when the black kids get beaten to yeah. fuck. I did notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, for a for a piece of music that you you wouldn't associate with that kind of activity, or yeah, what a great way of doing it. I think that's that <clears throat> with a lot of them. It's so many times music gets forgotten about. Yeah. You take that out, yeah. people wouldn't have rem- people wouldn't remember that certain scene. It's mm. sometimes it's the music that makes the acting better, or in some cases, the acting makes music sound better. Yep. And there was something else he said. Um, I think the bit I genuinely a hundred percent agreed with was when he said that people that like this film will see something that they can relate to. Yeah, and like I said, yeah, it's for me. I was always told what you shouldn't do. Yeah, but yet I become someone that used to, unfortunately, steal cars and beat the fuck out of people. Yeah, do you know what? I I wished I'd seen this film as a kid. Yeah, 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 I do. I wished I I would have just thought I would have learned a shitload of lessons from this. Yeah, because I would have think I would I I would have thought I'd love Robert De Robert De Niro to be my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the turn go, it's that you will learn your own lessons. Yeah. And instead of just, he's advised his son what he should and shouldn't do, but he's never told him by yeah. like, point blank, don't you ever do it. And he's let his son learn their mistakes. And yeah. And I, I think that's why I love this film. And that's why mm-hmm. I've said it so many times is that I fucked up massively because mm. people told me not to, but no one ever told me why I shouldn't just yeah. don't because it's bad. Yeah. But everything that's bad, unless there's a reason. Why it's bad? I'm gonna do it. Right. Don't just say don't. Yeah. Don't don't eat fucking Pringles. They're bad for you. I'm gonna eat fucking Pringles. There's no proof to anything. And that's the thing with this sort of film. Like Jim said, it's it's you you can like you feel the same way as the, the films had some reference on you that you think you know. Yeah, it's mm. it's exactly that. If Chaz Palminteri was to come over and do the one man show. Oh my. God, yes. We're there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hell, we're front row, aren't we? Yeah. I would, even if someone else done it, done Their this version of it, yeah. I, I think I, we got to see I'd it, have we? to go and see it mm. because I would love to see this told as a story. The monologue is... W- without yeah. all mm. the other Act. actors and everything in it, just as someone telling it, Mm. As if they'd lived through it. So without Chaz doing it, I wouldn't want to. I think we've got yeah, that's Chaz, the thing. He's got that because it's it's based on the fact that he witnessed this that murder, was wasn't it? That was his, and that was the, yeah. how it all that's developed. What I think, that's what I'd want to see. Chaz yeah. saying that because you, you look at his career compared to De Niro's, and it, where if you is turn he now? And go, where yeah, is he? Exactly that. That's that's exactly it. Where is and he it's now? a fucking shame because he's been in so many. We've reviewed two in a row. Right? Yeah. And his name's appeared... He's, he's been in so many films that we have reviewed without him being the star. Yeah. And that, that's the shit thing. And maybe he never wanted to be. Maybe he was always... Uh, yeah. I'm fine with doing what I need to as long as my story's told. But until this week, when we watched Usual Suspects and this particular movie, 
It was just he's just Chaz Palminteri. He's yeah. just he's just one of those you see him in B, B actors, really second rate. Him. Well, not second rate as such, but just one of those background actors that wasn't a list. Yeah. But we knew who he was, yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone knew his name. Well, knew who his face. Yeah. Oh, it's him. No, it's he. Yeah. yeah. But it's a shame. And I'd, I'd love to do if if that came over here. That one man show. I think we've got. At least three well, Charlie had come four tickets yeah. booked and plane tickets booked for Jim and Clarkson to come over and watch as well. So. Yeah, definitely. And th- I think he raised so many good points on that that film. It was <clears throat> it was kind of said like as if the film's just been released mm. and he's making you want to watch it again. Exactly. And this is what we love. Jim, thank you for doing that today, mate, and for the usual suspects as well. Keep it coming in. Anybody else as well, if you want to chuck in an MP3, it's thestinkingpools at gmail.com. Any final comments, guys, on Bronx Tale? Um, no, I just... I, Great I fucking movie. Would, yeah, <laughs> it's a phenomenal film, and I actually would recommend this very highly to people that think they know De Niro's to watch yep. that film. Yeah, and, until you have, you and, don't and, know De Niro films. And don't expect a Godfather, yeah. Goodfellas no. type movie, because yeah. it is not. Yeah. It, it was a feel-good film without having a gloriously happy ending. Yeah, It just made you think more about life itself and mm. and the fact that it's not, not all shit. Yeah. And I think it makes you appreciate what's around you rather than getting into too deep into trouble. Yeah. And, um, I mean, for the likes of me and, and Liam, it's it was that father figure of Robert De Niro that was, it was almost like you wanted a father. I want that dad. That's why yeah. Yeah, I want him yeah. as dad. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of people out there that have just been brought up by their mum or mum and stepdad or whatever. And it was just like, yeah, I, I'd have, I'd have loved to have that relationship. Yeah. Can I just mention as well? One of my favourite characters was Mush. <laughs> the guy that cannot win a bet, or yeah. the unluckiest yeah. man in the world. At the races. Do you know actually when they were casting the film? And Chad said we had this guy called Mush mm. who was, you know, the most unluckiest gambler. He is the real guy. Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. They said, well, why not cast him? Let's find him. Yeah. That's because there's this, this guy can't actually act, himself. you know. And, and it was him. That guy was the man yeah. playing himself. Brilliant. It's a great thing, isn't you, it? You, most films like that genre have had people that have not been actors just playing. Oh, in Goodfellas, yeah. there's Martin Scorsese's yeah. mum. He's cooking the, yeah. the spaghetti, isn't she? And the meatballs. Because are there. Yeah. it's exactly what they needed. <laughs> Instead of getting someone to act it, because someone has done it, exactly. And that's the thing that I genuinely am so glad that I ever accidentally found that film. No, Liam, I, fucking great choice, mate. I'm Thank you. Glad was, that you yeah. recommended it yeah. because I'm not a huge gangster film fan, no. but obviously it wasn't a gangster. Film, and and we would we wouldn't have got round to this I'll, for a I'll while, help. would we? I, I would never have watched that. No, had it been on TV, had it been on Netflix, no. whatever. I think that's why I chose it is because. <clears throat> Genuinely, I only watched it thinking De Niro is going to be like a good fella's yeah. godfather. Yeah, and I watched it, and I just 
it for for me, it took over a Godfather film. Cool. I would oh, rather watch true. that than any Godfather film. Really? Oh, right. and, okay. But then I'm a different elk. I genuinely think Goodfellas is better than Godfather. Yeah. I, I'm a. I'm from You're a different, a different, different era, so yeah. yes. I would watch that again tomorrow without yeah. fail. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think twice about you, it. It's a feel good film in a different way than. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. That it's a good, feel good the, film. Do you know what? Yeah, I like how it's worked out. It's because you you know, in the end, the boy done the right thing yeah he didn't get involved in the racial crime he didn't get too involved in the gangster crime yeah that's exactly and, and it was, in, was still too involved yeah like I say he, he did his own thing but also he, listened to he's dad still as well yeah. done what he sh- yeah. probably shouldn't have but he's yeah. learnt them lessons <clears throat> yep and it's exactly that he didn't get yeah. too involved he yeah. knew I've, I've dabbled and I'm yeah. good well there you go kids you want to live a good life? Watch The Bronx Tale. Yeah, exactly. We'll be back in just a minute with what we're watching for the next three episodes. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Okay, guys, the next three episodes... We're down to me and Charlie. Um, there's no magic in this about us revealing these as a surprise. I've, I've literally just told you two what we're going to be reviewing. Um, my first choice for the next episode, we, we haven't done many documentaries on the show. I think the only one we did was when we were kings, which was the Muhammad Ali boxing one, way, way back, about three, four years ago. So we're going to do a documentary, which is by Werner Herzog, which is Grizzly Man. Now, Liam's desperately looked this up on IMDb. You like the sound of this, don't you? Yeah, I like like real-life documentaries. It immediately intrigues me straight away. Have you heard heard of this, Paul? You know what it's about? Um, No. No, okay. We'll keep that a surprise then. Uh, <laughs> um, do, you, do you like documentaries? Do you like, I do, you like yes. okay? So I, I think it's just a a nice way of just trying something a little bit different. Uh, Charlie's choice for the following episode: we're going into Tarantino territory, and, and Paul is going to not like this at all because Charlie wants to talk about Jackie Brown. Love Tarantino. I've seen this film once. Didn't like it when it first came out and hated it. Jackie Brown, fucking Brown, not didn't like it. I hated it. Okay, but then so, it might be worth another look to see if your opinions so change. Hopefully, hopefully, I will enjoy it now. Okay, okay. Um, Liam, you've seen Jackie Brown? Yeah, liked it, loved it, yeah, hated it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've only seen him once actually, and and just thought it was okay. I don't know. I need to see it again. So. Mm. And episode, we this will bring us up to episode 98, as we hurtle towards 100 Closer episodes. We haven't really broadcast this, have we? No. In, in July, um, July the 25th, I think it is, will be our fifth anniversary. And we're hoping to hit episode 100 on the day. We're not going to say what 99 and 100 are yet, are we? Oh, we're up to 98 from these three. Yeah. We should do it, shouldn't we? We do know what 99 are. We do know what 99 and 100 are. 
Liam oh, looking at us blankly. Me and Scott know what 99 You know what 99 and 100 are, don't you? No. no. I think we ought to say them, because oh. it might give, give the audience a chance to prepare yes. and get some feedback to us. Episode 99, hopefully it will be myself, Liam, Paul and Charlie, and it's going to be a bit of a Real Britannia stinking paws crossover, because Tony's going to be with us, hopefully. And classic British movie, The Italian Job. Nice. Liam nodded. I think that was an approval there. Great film. You've seen it? Yeah, never really liked it. Never liked it. Can you not like The Italian Job? It's just another over-exaggerated Okay, well, 100 for the fifth anniversary in the 100th episode. It's number one on the IMDb Top 250, Shawshank Redemption. One of my yeah, yeah, I think you'd like that one. That's great. See that? That see, I'm happy with one. Yeah, has <laughs> never been a good number for anyone in history. So I'm fine with that. I'm surprised you don't like Italian job. Oh, it's fucking over exaggerated. Everyone. Yeah, but that's the whole point of it. Bloody shut the fuck up! It's <laughs> Get the fuck over it. He's done many more films that are much better than that. We're, we're not saying it's his best number. film. It's I'm not like, saying it's his best. Seriously, everyone. It's a great movie. 60s movie. Grand Theft Auto even recently done a <laughs> fucking episode for a week that was like the Italian job. You're like, oh, it's been done. Carry on. They remade it and it was shit. It was just an okay film. Yeah, the, the remake was shit. You said it all. <laughs> been a pleasure. Like they, didn't re- they didn't use real gremlins in that either. No. In that real documentary. <laughs> Cheers, Liam. Peace. Paul. Cheers. See you soon, Tana. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Fucking someone stop Deirdre Barlow, she's having a breakdown. Smoking the wacky vacuum. Yeah, the wacky vacuum. Jesus. The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you feel down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said. Don't wear a frown. Try positive thinking. Laugh back your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side. On hope so much depends. With your confidence sinking, positive thinking Helps you on the way, my friend When things look black, try positive thinking Treat every season as spring, no glancing back Try positive thinking, trust what tomorrow may bring This crazy world that we live in Will keep on spinning round But with good Positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up, you ugly bitch. Oh, shut up, we enjoy it.